Welcome. Everything's lined up and functioning. I'm Deeg here on the Deeg Chats podcast, talking to Enders, a streamer and battlefield god. What's up, brother? I'm chilling. Just ended stream. Just got absolutely shit on, and I uh, <laughs> in internals. You can't get good if you don't sweaty. get shit on. <laughs> mm -mm, mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly. It's so fine. So, uh, Anders, I got introduced to you by our mutual friend, Lex, a.k.a. Milson Prodigy, a.k.a. Hans Boomer Slayer. Hans Boomer Slayer, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> I got to know Lex originally when he was shitting on me for my dumb planet side takes. I got to know him. He educated me. And I got kind of introduced to this scene of really sweaty, dedicated uh, shooter players. Uh, uh, okay. Originally by the Planet Side 2 scene, Planet Side 2 being a game that's kind of like like a little brother of Battlefield in some ways, borrows a lot and uh, has some yeah. genre similarities. I got introduced to him, by him to you and your content, and I watched a bunch of your stuff, and I love how you seem to be capturing this desire for people who dedicate themselves to getting good at a video game, mm -hmm. particularly Battlefield in your case, and the problems that players who take that challenge seriously face. Um, so I love that. But before we get into the nitty gritty on that, I actually want to back this up and see if I can ask you about how this all got started for you. Streaming, shooters, where does it all come from for you? Uh, probably starts with, well, when did I really start to get into it? With, with streaming and all that? Or like, what's the first shooter game I played? And What's the story? How were you introduced to shooters? Oh, man. Um, gotta be my dad, for sure. Um, I played my first FPS game is probably ha the original Half-Life on the PlayStation two. Uh, I, but my first game was probably Sonic the Hedgehog on the Sega Genesis. Word. So, I mean, we're talking like, I'm like four. Yeah. <laughs> so, word. uh, definitely my dad introduced me to FPS games. Um, I would watch my dad play the original Half-Life. Um, he played Unreal Tournament a lot. Unreal Tournament 2004. Hell yes. Um, Quake. Uh, you know, the real, the real old stuff. The original arena shooters. Much. Yeah. yeah, the original arena shooters. Um, then he played, he would play a lot of just single player games, like the original Crisis. So th that's how I really got introduced to it all. Okay. Okay. So like father, like son. Dad's a gamer. <laughs> yes. He still plays. Is, is he, is he, uh, uh, Really focus? Is he a big skills guy? Does he care about being good? Is no. that also no? Huh? No, he's not. I mean, he he plays he plays with laptop speakers on a laptop. <laughs> Ultra graphics, <laughs> Battlefield One. He's not. Hey, he is still pretty good though. Honestly, like he he kills him a little bit, but it's what you would you know kind of expect from. He's like fifty six. So well done, Dad. He does what he he does what he can. Yeah, man. Boomer gaming. As, as long as it floats his boat, that's brilliant. So, okay, you get the, the shooter bug from dad. And um, so where does uh, streaming content creation start for you? Where'd you get the bug? How'd you get inspired to show up and start being on camera? I played, um, so I started watching, I've been watching Twitch for a long time. I mean, I, I, I could go grab it. I mean, I have merch from like 2015, Tim the Tapman. Like I, I watch streams a lot. Uh -huh. I didn't start watching Battlefield streams until 
20, maybe like the start of 2018. Um, I started watching someone called uh, Zariana. A lot of people in the chat will know who Zariana is. Um, Zariana plays and I watched a guy named Killer Ninja 51. If you know him, those are the two guys that introduced me to, to Battlefield streams. I was always in to Battlefield games, but I never jumped like real into them sure. until I started watching them on Twitch. And Everyone's a casual first, right? Yeah. The, the more I started watching people on Twitch, and I was still, I was still very good at Battlefield before that, but um, of course. I was watching Ariana play. Then I started playing with her a lot, and you know, I noticed you know, maybe I should start streaming because I knew... That, you know, I had the setup, like I, ha- I knew what I wanted to do and I knew how to do it because I'm one of those people where if I'm going to figure out how to do something or if I'm going to be interested in something, I get really into it and I figure out like exactly what I want before I jump into it kind of thing. Okay. Um, so I started playing a lot with Zariana and uh, watching all those guys. Metal Slug as well. If you guys know who Metal Slug is, the only person that I've ever seen play an FPS game on a trackball mouse. That's Ooh. still to this day incredible to me. Big um, then from there, I kind of just started going live like very inconsistently uh, just, uh, just to see. Um, <laughs> what's funny is, a lot of people don't know this, I actually started out playing... Um, I wasn't super super sweaty at games like i am now when i started out like i was just casually very skilled but i was playing on ultra graphics i remember one of my first streams the test stream i tried to stream bf1 1080p 60 fps on a gtx 970 while playing battlefield one on ultra graphics did not work Mm -hmm. i had no idea what um i I was like encoding lag like what the (laughs) fuck What is that? Like, I don't know what that is. Someone was like, why are you playing an ultra graphics? I forget who it was that came in my chat. It was like literally over three years ago. I was like, oh, yeah, I should probably not do that. So really inconsistent streams. And then at some point, I just decided that I'm going to stream at 9 p.m. EST. And I'm just do it. I'm just going to do it every night. Right. And then I did that every night. And um, you know, I would play with Zariana. I would play with uh, Julian Janganu. A lot of people in the chat will know these names. So part of the streaming community. With, yeah, exactly. I'll start. Uh, I would, you know, get affiliated with people. You know, I would play with them while I was streaming. Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty much just how that started, and now we're here. So I mean, what a gigantic mistake, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that seems to be a, a sentiment that I hear uh, in the shooter community among people who have reached a particular level of skill. What is the deal with that? What's the deal with what? Uh, like, oh, it's a mistake sort of yeah, thing? Yeah. No, it's just a, it's a, it's a joke. It's a joke okay. for the most part. Um, at least for me, it is. Maybe not for other people that say that, but that just a, there's nothing behind that. Okay. All right. That's fine. So the energy that you bring to your, your streams and your content uh, is pretty unique. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I really, okay, how to, how to frame this question. I want to get a sense of whether when you started in this, in the game of stream, when you started streaming, you started playing, 
You said that you had kind of thought things through. You like to have things kind of well-ordered in your mind before you engage, and then you're locked in. Yeah. Did you anticipate feeling the way you do about what you're doing today, years ago when you started? No, because I wasn't as informed about uh, super, super, like, high-level, like, play, really. Because mm -hmm. I was very good, casually. But current Enders would absolutely dumpster past Enders, like mm -hmm. just destroy myself. And once you get into like really understanding a game at a high level and you see like the game for what it is and you like you contrast how you used to look at it versus how, how it actually is, mm -hmm. that's when you start to get like, oh shit, you know, like <laughs> uh, I I've seen this a lot with a lot of communities like, you know, You've definitely seen it in Planet Side. Uh, you, you've definitely seen it. You know, I, I have friends that, if, for instance, if I if I were to play Planet Side two, maybe I have a little better inclination than most players. But Wook or Zyros could tell me a lot of things that I just wouldn't pick up on immediately, and that's the difference, right? Like I picked up on a lot of things that you can't pick up on unless you really like. Unless you're look deep in it. And learn. Yeah, you have to be involved in it for a while and actually look for it. Yeah, um, and it, re it requires a certain um, desire, too. Because a lot of people don't ever get that deep. I think yeah. most don't, probably. It's, I, I think the, the overall desire is, for me, is I want to know everything in the game because I want to be the best I can be at the game. Uh -huh. And that's a, a lot of the people don't share that. Mm -hmm. Why do you think that is? Why do you think I want to be the best at the game? More or so one than of others. the best at the game? Yeah. I just, I've always kind of, I've always kind of had that like competitive, like I, I you know, I was in, um, I was on youth soccer teams and um, played violin. I was first sharing my, you know, orchestra I've, I've always kind of been that guy you know <laughs> that does that um yeah i wasn't i wasn't ever any good of a soccer but you know i'd say definitely in in still high school and stuff win, I, I i was still that guy i wanted to win more than you and i was gonna i wanted yeah. to let i wanted to get to that level you know i do i do uh, i saw this fantastic documentary about michael jordan uh called the last dance i think is what it's called i'm not sure if i might have seen, seen that but yeah, it, I might have seen that, actually. I mean, I, I already knew before I watched this. For anyone who, who didn't watch it, it just chronicles Jordan's career and, and, and him as a person. And w I knew before watching that that he had won a lot and was you know, considered the, the greatest of all time by many. I didn't, yeah. What I didn't know about him is his personality and the yeah. edge of competition that he brought. And one thing that really set him apart is he wanted to win more than anyone else in the room. Anyone always. else. Any and, and not just that basketball. And I took that personally. <laughs> any yeah, and I took that personally at any damn thing, golf, some random card game in the in the in the in the locker room, whatever the hell it was. If he yeah. didn't win, he was pissed, and that drove him. There it is. I mean, that's just. I don't know what that is. It's like it's just. It might just be raw competitive nature. Uh huh. Just the will. The will to win. You find a way to win.
mm-hmm. or you want to, you know, and sometimes you got to figure it out just sure. through a bunch of different ways. So other than um, than soccer and streaming and Battlefield, how, how does that come out in your life? Do you think? Um, I don't know. I, I've just, I'm very organized, I think. Okay. I don't get disorganized very often. Um, and when I do, that's when you get mad. And you're like, mother, why the fuck is that there? You know, I, and then, then I fix it all and then it's all good. So I think, I think I'm very organized. I don't get caught off guard a lot. I'm, I'm quite careful. Mm-hmm. Not like, you know, not scared to do things, but you know, I'm, I'm quite careful with, uh, certain things. And I, I, maybe it's just that coming out of me in real life. I'm not really sure, but sure. I know one of the other things I, so I listed in your bio is that you're a violin player. Is that something you still do? Uh, I, ha- well, I can definitely still play. Uh-huh. I just haven't played in a while uh-huh. because I'm not really part of an orchestra anymore. And the thing that really drove me to, to play was the fact that, you know, I was in, I was, part, I was part of a team essentially, right? Like I'm part of an orchestra. Like you have a obligation to, to practice and, and play well and do all that stuff. Absolutely. So I don't, I don't play much anymore, but I have not lost it. Did that will to win to, to excel also manifest in your uh, orchestra experience? Maybe not, maybe not as much now, if I went back and did it again, it would now, but not when I was in high school in high school, I was just, I mean, I don't, I think it comes back to like, I don't want to sound like some fucking weirdo, but I, I was casually good. Yeah. I didn't really practice that much in violin either. I, when I was in high school, like I was first chair. I didn't practice though at really at all. And it got by on talent. And I should have, I should have practiced a lot more, but I didn't. Uh-huh. The practice came for me when I was, when we were in class. Cause it, the thing that, you know, orchestra was the last thing. So there was an hour orchestra practice session. Boom. Okay. Mm-hmm. That was, that's what I did. And if there was something else that was particularly hard, like I remember one time we were playing Jupiter uh, from the planet suite. Oh yeah. And there was a, uh, there, there was a, uh, arpeggio that was, um, 32nd notes and it went up four positions, four positions up and four positions down. And it's basically like, it was ridiculous, basically. So that's when you really had to practice that. Um, there were very few instances where I, I would dedicate enough time, and I should have dedicated way more time to mm-hmm. it. But um, I've always kind of just been—I don't know. I don't know. What, I don't even know what it's called, really. Like I could play violin very well from a natural level. Any better? Yes. Strange. Thanks, everyone, for alerting me. Anyway, I was just relating to that sense of yeah. um, kind of getting by, having success, not really having to work for it. Um, and then looking back on it after the fact, be like, huh, maybe I could have done something, something with that. I, you- I could have been, looking back at it, I definitely could have been like considerably better if yeah. I really practiced. But there was one girl... Um, I, I actually still talk to her. She, she was a child prodigy. I mean, I would never get to that level. Like I'm not, I'm not mm-hmm. child prodigy level, mm-hmm. 
this girl was un like unbelievable. She was in the um she was in the senior class when I was a freshman. So when I was a freshman in the orchestra, I was second chair to her. And then when she left, I became first chair until senior year. She was insane. Okay. I I could never do that. I mean, she was just if anyone ever played orchestra, I mean, she was sitting there playing uh, Wynowski like excerpts. I was like, "What the fuck?" Like, if, you, <laughs> if anyone doesn't know what that is, look up, um, uh, look up violin uh, Wynowski. It's like W E I. Then it'll come up. It's insane. Okay. Um. So I would never re- reach that level. In another world. Yeah, sure, she was sure. child prodigy. She probably makes a lot of money now somewhere. Not good for her. I hope so. Do you? Yeah. Do you? feel when you're approaching what you're doing now with with streaming with battlefield with everything that's going on do you have that sense of i have something here and i want don't i want to make sure i don't let it go when you're approaching that when i'm approaching streaming yeah well i I heard you say that with the violence right now for me it's i've had okay so like my mindset has not changed very much from when I started streaming. I just start the stream. But now the difference is I had no viewers back then. Now I have a community that I feel obligated to. Mm -hmm. All simultaneously, there's there's going to be a new game coming out and new opportunities. And I'm just interested in myself. Uh, Like I just, I'm just interested in that myself. Like Mm -hmm. I would stream, even if I didn't have, you know, what I have now, I would still be streaming probably the the same schedule. Um, Just because, I don't know, I just make, time for that and i i think i'll always make time even after maybe i yeah definitely um but i i definitely now i think it it's i don't know there's just more there's more to do now coming up you know and that that's kind of reinterested me a little bit of course um but the mindset hasn't changed yeah word okay well, tell you what, let's talk a little bit about the actual, the thing itself, Battlefield, mm-hmm. the thing that you've chosen to master. Um, uh, in getting if, if they would let you. <laughs> indeed, we'll indeed. Yeah, let's absolutely plow in, man. So um, I watched a bunch of your content and I heard you say a bunch of things, like so, some stuff that, that has stood out to me has been like that you have been in kind of like autopilot with the current iteration of battlefield you felt like yeah um oh yeah <laughs> and you know i I've, I've also you know read up on a lot of the gunplay complaints movement stuff mechanics stuff that um you know it's an interesting you described earlier the 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 feeling of arriving to from a place of of, of kind of ignorance about the deeper mechanics of the game to understanding and how the yeah. understanding kind of leads to frustration in the case of Battlefield, I wonder if you can just describe for me how understanding and getting to that level led to frustration or disappointment for you. Because you see how little people actually know about the game. And okay. you see how misled the community is. And not they don't even know it is the thing. They don't know that they're being misled. How are they being misled? And they misled? don't know that. Well, for instance, in Battlefield Five, um, I remember early on, uh, you know, oh, there's patterns, oh, there's recoil patterns. That uh-huh. is, that's technically correct. But what they didn't mention is they don't matter. 
<laughs> so okay. that's sort of what I'm talking about. So this is something Dice that I says have... there's recoil patterns. Mm -hmm. What actually happened is there's recoil patterns that don't matter because there's other hidden things that they didn't tell you about, which is where the misleading part comes into. Mm -hmm. um, and then the frustration comes from when people that actually go into, you know, they, they really look at how it works and they have like a very high level of mechanical. They can discern like things just from playing the game, from experience. Uh, you know, they they talk to people that you know go into the engine, figure out all the values for things. Then the frustration comes from when I try to tell people how it actually works. The reality is there's a gigantic fucking wall, and you are never going to break that wall because you're outnumbered ten million to one. Right? It's just you're not going to convince them, but you can convince I've, I've definitely convinced a large number of people and proved to a lot of people what I'm talking about with certain mechanics. And now I see it talked about more, but not outside of the battlefield community that we're all kind of in right now, which is quite small. Mm -hmm. Um, and even then, uh, it hasn't broken out into like, you know, regular, uh, places of discussion such as, Reddit, you know, you never see anyone t on Reddit talk about the correct mechanics. You know, people still call spread random bullet deviation. You know, it's just, mm -hmm. that's another case of it. Um, yeah. So the reality is there's a wall you're fighting against. And the people you're trying to convince are already so adamant, excuse me, adamant about what they think they know that they're not going to change their opinion, you know? Mm -hmm. It sounds like for you engaging with those folks, it's almost like you're in two different worlds, but playing the same game. Yeah, no, it's, it's a definite, it's definitely two different worlds because, and I understand not everyone goes into as deep as deeply as I do, but mm -hmm. being correct is not mutually exclusive to being sweaty. <laughs> there's a lot of overlap though gotta admit eh, i mean you can know nothing about the game and you know if i were to explain it to you and contrast the two things you know there is in my opinion definitely a you know correct information and misled information there mm -hmm, mm -hmm. well actually i'm i i suppose if i'm doing this right that i'd be proof of that fact a, a not sweaty player still understanding what's going on yes um, yes, thank God for that, <laughs> by the way. Well, this is like a... I think that the, the reason that this interests me so much is because of the frustration and a lot of the community dynamics you just you just laid on the table. So you, you brought up the example of how um, uh, how uh, kind of there was, there was messaging from the game, uh, from the developer or the publisher about... Um, recoil patterns. And when you think of that, you think of like Counter-Strike, right? You have like a recoil pattern. Yes. You could like put it on a poster and point to it. That is the yes. recoil pattern. Um, and that's what you think of when someone says that. Mm -hmm. And then you have what you have in Battlefield 5, which tell me if I'm getting if I'm getting this right. There is a recoil pattern, but on top of the recoil pattern, there's also a, a fuzz factor, which is spread. Spread is when in some which games... Go ahead. So I'll explain it to you. So there's, Please. it's really, really, honestly, the person that designed this is kind of a genius, hmm. but didn't apply it in an effective way that actually made sense. 
evil genius <laughs> that was actually worth anything. So the way okay. it works is, so there's um, there's still spread in the game, mm-hmm. but it doesn't matter because there's spread that is they take that spread value and they mm-hmm. transform it into a recoil value that is added on top of already existing base recoil values right. on a per bullet basis in a random direction. Mm-hmm. So instead Does of like, sense? yeah, I think so. So in like a, a non-Battlefield 5 Im- implementation of spread, what you'd often see is the gun points here, but the bullet goes like this way or this way. And it's kind of a randomness factor. That's it's the like spread. A, the, more you, the more you shoot without resetting, the larger your yeah. your spread gets cone of accuracy, and that's a very that's a very yes exactly the cone of accuracy. I mean, Planetside has you know, I don't I, I'm not going to speak for Planetside's gunplay, that but I've Planet played Planetside a little bit. It has yeah. spread. Yeah, that is pretty much how Planetside works. Yeah, as as a kind of counter example, but in Battlefield Five, you take that that spread value, that fuzz factor, and, and instead of having the bullet go to the side, but the gun just moves to the recoil position, the gun also moves to follow the spread which means that there's always a randomness factor in the recoil, meaning it's it seems unmasterable. It's not masterable. I can tell you that definitively. It's definitely not masterable. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I play with and against the best players in the world. I can tell you definitively right now, no one has mastered Battlefield Five gunplay because it cannot be mastered. Like, okay. I, I just played against my own teammates who happen to be some of the best Battlefield Five players in the world. Mm-hmm. And, I mean... None of them mastered it. None of them. It's not designed to be mastered, unfortunately, which is uh, sad. Why is it sad? Because I feel like there's some sort... I feel like if you design uh, an FPS games, one of the essential... like, It's a first-person shooter, right? Mm -hmm. So if you design one of the integral parts of the game to never be masterable, and I'll I'll never be consistent, Mm -hmm. I feel like that's just a... That's just disingenuous, almost like that's. It's just offensive the way they did it to to uh, to good players because we put in so much time and like you're trying to tell me you know we put in all this time and we don't get to have. We don't get to know. When. How I'm trying to put this in a way that makes sense, we put in all this time and we don't get to know that. We don't we don't get to know what our weapon is going to do. Right. That's just stupid. Like, <laughs> like that's sure. not good for casual players either. Definitely not good for casual players either. Because mm-hmm. it it's you want to have some sort of predictability. Right. It seems there's to me pay, that it, there's no payoff. Mm-hmm. That that's a that's a very important, I think, thing you just said. There's no payoff. Another word that comes to mind is player agency. Um yeah. skill is something that can't exist without agency. Agency is the ability to control, to, to have your input control the output of, of yes. the actions, of the whatever is happening. And so you can put in the same input in the same exact situation two different times with, with regard to like and have a different recoil outcome. thing and have a different outcome. Yes. Now, and this is why Battlefield 5 is a, this is why Battlefield 5 is a heavy position biased game. The positioning in Battlefield 5 is the most important thing in the game because right. it negates how much you missing because of the gunplay design matters. Mm. If you can buy enough time with positioning, you're probably going to kill that person because it doesn't matter how much you just miss. You're, sure. you're already, you've put that guy in a position where he cannot counter anything you're doing to him. 
Sure. So it that that's interesting. Um, do you think that 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 shift in emphasis was a deliberate one or an emergent one? Neither. That they don't know what they're doing. So I can. They don't. They had the no idea that devs of Battlefield dice. Yeah, they they did not. They didn't understand the consequences of doing that. Okay, definitely not. Like that is, and I can I can guarantee you that some of the people working for that developer company were ripping their hair out and w- not wanting to do that for mm-hmm. sure. There mm-hmm. I, there there are people that were ex BF4 ESL professional players. I can guarantee you those people looked at those mechanics and played it and said oh my god if i had the ability to change this this second i would do it but mm-hmm. they they can't because you know they're they're a developer they, they get told what to do right so you know, they can't necessarily do it yeah and there's a whole there's a whole lot more that goes into it you know i'm, I'm but yeah they, they don't really have the power to say hey you know we're not doing that it's like it's in the game you know it's we have to ship it it's mm-hmm. it's a whole big thing is there an audience of player who that mechanic, that the randomness and the position emphasis serves in particular? Um, uh, like, is this a win for? I want to say casual players. Like, it's. I can tell you, it's definitely not a win for the sweaty players. And I don't even think it's a win for casual players either. Okay. But I will say it does help them mm-hmm. because it, it helps them and hurts them at the same time. Because removing the ability for players like myself to master gunplay definitely saves certain players from dying to us sometimes, for sure. Mm-hmm. I've died to people that are prone, literally still. And my gun did a figure eight and I died to them. That wouldn't happen if if that, that would not happen if uh, the recoil was any sort of controllable, right? So it saves a certain group of player. Actually, I can't even even necessarily tie it to a a certain group of player. It it almost hurts and helps us both. Because like, it might save me sometimes but it will also get me killed sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like it's just it as the a, randomness. It's just stupid, is what yeah. it is. Like I don't. I don't <sighs> you know what I noticed? Like you ever play Super Smash Brothers? I have never played Super Smash. No, I have not. Okay. Well, this should be easy to explain anyway. Um, so it's a you know a, a fighter game. Uh, yes. You, you you bong each other on the on the face, and then you knock, if, try to knock them off. Check out the side of the map. Um, but usually if you're just loading up for the first time, what, what's going to happen in the core of the course of a round is little, little power-up items are going to drop into the map. And these power-ups mm-hmm. are random items randomly distributed, and they can change the outcome of the match. Uh, when I first started playing Smash Brothers back in high school, I noticed that uh, the better I got at it, the less I wanted to have those power-ups in the game. And I would say, let's turn them off. Let's turn them off. They're just crap. Like, they make do the, the result Do, do competitive players, um, does, does the rule set ban power-ups? I should know the answer to that question. I don't. I'd imagine it does for, for people who play it seriously. Does anyone in chat know? Does the does does anyone know anything about Super Smash Brothers uh, Brothers competitive? Do they ban power ups? 
I gotta believe they do. Or maybe they limit it in some fashion. Always banned. Items there are always is. banned. Okay. Yeah. So, and I, I noticed that I noticed back then that whenever I would whenever I would want to play the game with someone who hadn't played it before, uh, they mm -hmm. were always sad when items got turned off. It was a fun part of the game, like the randomness yes, add a add something. <clears throat> um, and I, I think that 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 was kind of where I was going when I was asking if the randomness in a game like Battlefield could be a win for certain kinds of players. Um, because you know, I think you have to pinpoint where the randomness is occurring, though. Okay. I think you definitely don't want that level of randomness in gunplay, mm -hmm. in my opinion. You mm -hmm. definitely don't. You can have, there are, Battlefield is a, I think it's a random game almost inherently because you have so many players going everywhere across the map. Right. There's tanks, there's airplanes, there's mines people set down. There's a bunch of rotations going on. I mean, mm -hmm. Battlefield is a very chaotic game inherently. Mm -hmm. And, I think any sort of randomness is more it's more effectively placed somewhere else. Yeah. Sure. So like for instance on something that, that that's less under you, your control. Sorry, go ahead. For instance, I mean a perfect example of this I think is the uh, Battlefield 1 Elite kits. Okay. Do you know How what that is? Work? I don't. No. So there's a kit that spawns on the ground. It essentially is an armored, you're basically Iron Man, and you get basically a power-up, right? Mm -hmm. That's, I think, where you can put randomness. And I, I don't, is that even randomness? What is that? It's not random, because it spawns. It's like, that. that is where you can put an element of... I don't, even know what, I don't even know what that is. Like, yeah. that's where you should put that, right? Not in gunplay. So basically, gunplay is kind of sacred in a way, and you shouldn't fuck with it. You shouldn't make it unmasterable. Not like that. You okay. Okay. And another thing that was sacrilegious they did. See, I didn't complain about the recoil being random until okay. they decoupled point of aim from screen center. Tell me about that. That's fucked. It seems strange. So that, that's, that's even worse, in my opinion, than, than the random recoil. Uh -huh. Because it took your reference point away to control it, right? Or to try to to try to control it. Yeah. You it's know, just not in the game. It shouldn't be in the game. So basically all. what that my understanding of that is, correct me if I'm wrong, is um you know, there are a lot of first person animations in a game like Battlefield. Your arms are going this way, your gun is like jostling up and down when you're running, whatever. And if you're in the middle of an animation and you can shoot but the gun is not pointing at dead center of the screen, the bullet will go the direction the gun is pointing, not at the center of the screen. It's so what they right? did is, so what they did is, you know, Planet, Planet Side is, um, correct me if I'm wrong, Zyrus, Planet Side has center tide point of aim, like a normal FPS game. And this yeah. is, the center tide point of aim is normality, I would say, in FPS games. It's pretty standard. So what they did is, Halo or Destiny. Yeah, I'm not familiar, but um, what they did is, they took center tide point of aim, and they tied your point of aim to the weapon's sight. Okay. Which allows it to drift away from screen center, mm -hmm. which is, and aiming is aiming, you aim with the center of your screen. That's mm -hmm. what aiming is. 
Like if you play Kovacs, you're not aiming with a an arbitrary point that's moving around a center point. You're aiming with the center point of your screen. Got it. So them tying recoil to center to your weapon sight introduces a second point, right? Mm-hmm. So if I were to be running around and you have your hipfire crosshair, imagine your hipfire crosshair, imagine the direct mm-hmm. center. Mm-hmm. If it was tied to screen center like it was in Battlefield 4 and Battlefield 1, it doesn't matter what your weapon is doing, where your bullets are going is the center of your screen. Mm-hmm. And when you decouple that and tie it to weapon sight, so say I'm aiming at somebody in my center screen, but it's decoupled now. So my screen center could be over him, but my weapon sight could be five degrees to the left. Mm-hmm. Where I'm actually aiming is five degrees to the left. Mm-hmm. And that's sacrilegious because I'm actually aiming in the center of my fucking screen like a normal person. Mm-hmm. But then you have to account for what they did there. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that seems that seems difficult. Is Is the is where the bullet will go in some way predictable? Can it be learned? Can it be mastered? It, it's not no, random. random it's just a pain in the ass. So yeah, you add the random recoil on top of that. The point of aim is your weapon sight. So where your weapon sight is, that's where you're aiming. Right. And the recoil will move your weapon sight, right? So mm-hmm. it's like, it's so hard to explain without like really detailed like recordings. It really is. It's well, it's this is such a weird system that they put in this game. Yeah, and I'm honestly tired of talking about it. I cannot wait. To, <laughs> uh, I, I can't wait to not. Hopefully, play this is like the it, last time. Oh, shit, that the, the, the beta of 2042 is upon us, right? A couple weeks out, something like that. Yeah, I would I would bet that the leaked date is correct. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll just have to see. Okay, but I'm I'm reading your frustration. Actually, funny like. I'm asking myself what examples I can think of in all the years I've been playing shooter games of any that had decoupled aim from the screen center. Actually, this old-ass game I used to play, a mod for Half-Life 1, Team Fortress Classic, uh, had concussion grenades. And when you were hit mm-hmm. by a concussion grenade, it made your aim dizzy. Really? And I actually have a bunch of friends who actually still play Team Fortress Classic 20 years later. And as with any competitive game, people who still play, who play a game for 20 years get disgustingly good. And these players can pred- can predictably map their aim through the through, through the path of a, of a concussion grenade because it is predictable. It's not telegraphed on the screen anywhere. It's very hard to, to look. If you don't know what you're doing, it's impossible to hit anything. Yeah, there's. But, I imagine there's some sort of. It's a, it's um, a figure eight. Like it's it's pretty simple. And um, so I have friends who can you know perfectly hit with, with with hit scan projectile weapons through it through that, and it's just like what the fuck. But that it gets to a point where you can do that, but it, it sounds like with, with, with this, um, uh, decoupling that that's not quite the case with battlefield. It's not like people are feeling like it is predictable. Like it is something that can be mastered. It's, it's a, it's a combination of both. It's a combination of the recoil being the way it is and the way it works yeah, and yeah. a combination of them decoupling it. Cause the decoupling, it makes it infinitely worse because yeah. Now you're you're essentially aiming with a floating point. Mm-hmm. That's how I would describe it. You're you're aiming with a floating point that is also random. <laughs> yeah, and it's not really really explicitly telegraphed where you're where you're aiming where where that point is on the screen. It's not like your crosshair moves around, right? Well, you'll okay. So you'll aim, and before you shoot, like you you'll aim dead center screen. 
uh-huh. while you're shooting, that's when it starts doing that. Sure. So right. when you shoot, when, when you start shooting, that's really when it starts, you know, right. Right. Doing what it does. You know, what this kind of calls to mind is like, um, uh, a, um, I don't know if you were around like the last time that when, when they, uh, fuck with Coca-Cola, the formula for Coke. And they introduced new Coke. And everyone hated yeah. it. I, uh, maybe I vaguely remember that. What year was that? Oh, fuck. I, I actually, I, I might not have be even old enough to be around for that. I've, I've seen the commercials and I saw a video on it at one point. And it talked about this, this phenomenon where, um, where, there was a uh, there was a competition uh, in Pepsi coming up, and a desire to outcompete Pepsi. And um, basically, what 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 they did is they set up these. Uh, Pepsi had this marketing campaign where they did these blind taste tests, and they said, "Okay, here's beverage one, here's beverage two. Pick the one you like better." And apparently, Pepsi statistically was chosen more often by people in these tests. And Coke was like, "Well, we got to fix this problem. We got to respond to this." And so they changed the product <laughs> to perform better in these tests counter this kind of marketing campaign but the thing is people who already love coke hate hated new coke and they missed a very important little detail which was that these tests favored whichever drink was sweeter because people were having small individual sips and whatever is sweeter on the tongue people like but that's not the kind of thing you want to drink eight ounces of necessarily so they went back to the old formula you know People, businesses try stuff, and shit doesn't always work. Yeah. I wonder if, like, this is this decoupling and this um, this spread to recoil conversion stuff is like new Coke for Battlefield. Do you think twenty forty two is going to continue with this kind of stuff, or do you think that they're going to get their act? Battlefield out? games tend to be fairly unpredictable with what they're going to do in terms of mechanics next. Okay. For instance, let me just illustrate. So, Battlefield four initially had visual recoil Mm -hmm. but it was always center tied and then what they did is they got rid of the visual recoil which means battlefield 4 is really like the purest form of aiming you know like there's no visual recoil it's all real like what your reticle is actually doing is like 100 representative Mm -hmm. then battlefield 1 comes out right after hardline it's center tied but then the visual recoil thing happens Mm -hmm. and they never they never patch visual recoil out so it's always center where your bullets are going, but now your gun is lying to you just like what they patched out of Battlefield 4, which mm. you'd think if they patched something out of a previous game, they would carry over that same thought process into the next game. Then Battlefield 5 comes out, and they go for a different style of gunplay. They, instead of deleting spread from the game, they transform spread into this new system where they transform it into recoil. Mm-hmm. Initially, Battlefield Five had center tied recoil, and then they decoupled it. It's like so. It's I can't even oh, it predict. Was patched? Weird. Yes, yes. Okay. So this is why I can't even answer what 2042's gunplay is going to be. No, I couldn't. I don't know. It could be. It could be laser beam gunplay with like only recoil values that with visual yeah. recoil. It could be spread with decouple. I, I have no idea. We'll see. How how does that feel? Not not knowing, not having any idea. It pisses me off. Yeah, it pisses me off because I understand. I, I I understand them wanting to do different things with gunplay, 
And I am not, I am not picky with gunplay. I'll take Battlefield 3, Battlefield 4, Battlefield 1, Battlefield Hardline. I'll take, I'll take those gunplay systems. But it's weird because I just feel like they try to reinvent the wheel and they should not do that because it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Now, you've always played Battlefield mouse and keyboard, right? Yes, I started the first Battlefield game I ever played was when my dad bought his uh, his first gaming laptop and Battlefield 3 came free with it. And I started playing Battlefield 3 on that. Yes, I've I've always played Battlefield mouse and keyboard. Okay, do these systems hit differently or better on on controller? Do you think is there some kind of controller versus mouse thing going on here with this design? No, I think it's a fun. Um, these systems are fundamentally. It's universally, like Weird. it's a con. It's a concept of it, right? Uh-huh. So I, I think the concept of it is uni- it universally applies. As far as what it should be to all platforms. Okay. Um, well, I guess we'll just have to wait and see what happens there. Um, we'll see. I mean, I've seen gameplay. Yeah. I've seen gameplay. From what I can gather so far, the, the gunplay in 2042, to me, seems very odd. There's some weird stuff going on there. And like what? we will never know what... It, okay, for instance... The hipfire reticle seems to deviate from screen center. Oh. But it might be visual. Like only visual, which means it's it's like Battlefield 1. So that the crosshair might be telling you one thing, but you're actually aiming screen center. And then okay. ADS, aiming down sights, it mm-hmm. seems like it's center tied like Battlefield 4 to me. Other people think there's visual recoil. So basically no one knows what the fuck's going on. So we'll have to get hands on with that game. And that's one of the first things. If you want to see like the, the real process of figuring it out, tune into my stream uh, day one of the beta. Uh, the first thing we're doing is we're figuring out movement. We're going to see what that's like. And then we're going to figure out the gunplay, see what that's like, like what is going on here with these mechanics. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to be very interesting. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. That's and if something's be... drastically wrong, I'm going to let them know on Twitter almost daily, honestly. Like, I, I don't care. Like, these people need to really understand that you need you need to hammer some of this stuff out because it's just bizarre. Like, the, the announced launch date is, like, end of October, right? October 22nd. So, I'm counting the days down. Don't worry. It's uh, October 15th for me because I, I pre-ordered and I'm getting off of Battlefield 5 immediately. Word, word. So, and I have to because I'm a content creator, but... Yeah. It doesn't seem like a lot of time to make changes between the beta and, and the launch. Oh, no, no, no. The, the, pff, what people don't understand is the beta is probably going to be like 95% finished game and they'll change some things here and there. And, but it's it's pretty much, it'll be relatively finished, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. More of like a stress test than a true beta, perhaps. No, it'll be a true beta, but it's 95% done for okay. sure. Okay. So, okay, well, I'll be very interested to see what your take on 2042 and the beta is when it comes out. Um, like I was mentioning, anything but you know, five mechanics. What's that? Anything but anything Battlefield about, Five. Anything, anything about Battlefield Five mechanics. Don't do what you did in Battlefield Five, and we'll be good. Seriously, sure. like that's, <laughs> and don't do some other weird shit. Like just make a video game, and there it is. 
Yeah, and don't fuck with the sacred skills of shooting a gun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. W- or within reason. Like, give me spread. Give me, I don't know, throw, give me visual recoil, but leave it center tied. There's like a boundaries in my mind, right? And BF5 is past those boundaries. Like, you don't do the things you do in Battlefield 5 to gunplay. Mm-hmm. That's like past the boundaries where it's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Like, I, I, I'm really inclined to agree with you. I'm asking myself why why I feel that way because I'm not really a sweaty player. Like I don't I don't play to a high level. But it's I almost think, like go ahead. What's your take? I think I don't know. You probably just don't like not knowing for sure. You know, it's almost you don't want like, to be lied to in gunplay. Like you don't want you don't want it to be misrepresentative. Sure. Yeah, I think that's true. Um, and I, to me, it feels like shooting is just one of those kinds of mechanics that is so broad, it's so it's so well known and so well traveled that it yeah. doesn't. It, it seems like it's something that doesn't need that may, might not need to be reinvented. It's exactly. almost like uh, I'm trying to give of, of a good like like metaphor. Like let's say like uh, baseball is a game that I love, right? And Let's say you're playing backyard baseball and you have your own, you know, your house rules or whatever. There are some house rules that kind of make sense and kind of can inject some some interesting uh, stuff into the game. Um, but there's some things you probably don't want to fuck with. Like you probably still want to have a pitcher throwing to a batter at the end of the day. Yeah. Like that's kind of like the sacred baseball. The, 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 the fundamentals of FPS. The right. fundamentals of FPS game. That's yeah. what it is. Like, So like... And if you do fuck with that, the the impact ends up being that people who are interested in this kind of game in general can't transfer their skills in and out very effectively. Exactly, because it's not if you if you're educated on what how the game functions. I mean, part of the problem I think with Battlefield Five is like I I can't tell you how many people come into my chat mm-hmm. when I'm streaming and be like. What the fuck is wrong with this game? Like, I'm, I'm, this, this is my first time playing this game. Like, what the fuck is wrong with this? Like, it doesn't feel right. They, they uh-huh. say that. Like, it doesn't feel right. Something feels wrong with this game. And the problem is, it doesn't function like any other FPS game does. Mm-hmm. You know? So the, the, there's no transferability between... The, the fundamentals aren't the same. They're, they're, not, uh, they're not respected in Battlefield Five. Right. Like, shooting fundamentals and all that. It's like... So it doesn't transfer well between games. And right. people come to my chat and it, it shows that like someone came into my chat today, you know, like, oh, my God, like this game is it doesn't feel right at all. I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> like I told you. <clears throat> yeah, it's almost like if you're going to do that, you should start fresh with like a different IP, different identity. Like if you're really going to change something that that fundamental. OK, I'm starting to um, I think I think what they did in Battlefield five with the yeah. decoupling and the spread to recoil. You you reserve those mechanics specifically for games that are going for a realism factor. Okay. And Baronox is in the chat, probably cringing right now, but I think if you're going to have spread to recoil conversion and decoupled point of aim, you put that in a milsim game because it makes it seem like makes it seem like oh my god, I'm fighting a fucking you know it makes it feel somewhat feel out of control. Yeah, it makes it feel like you know, you're having trouble controlling the weapon and all that shit. So definitely, I think you reserve those mechanics for uh, some a, a deliberately marketed, realistic experience. Okay. 
Interesting. Yeah, I hear this term milsim um, get used pejoratively sometimes in the planet-side scene. Um, people who are <laughs> who are like accused of being milsim are kind of the mindset. They're kind of portrayed as being out of touch with the fact that what people are experiencing is a game, mm -hmm. um, and they're kind of uh, almost like they're they're it's it's kind of like the the uh, um like they're role playing like role playing in a shooter game mm -hmm. you know but um, specifically in planet side they're probably have a problem with it because it's it's a game it's laser guns and esfs right so it, it's like a direct yeah like conflict there are all kinds of ways i think that that the perception of that mindset can kind of play out um but particularly with social interactions and like how mm -hmm. people should be organized what kinds and plant sides like, like a, a, a different animal in, in many different ways i don't want to go too deep into it because you know it's like a thousand players on a continent with like like 40 bases it's, oh i've played it yeah <laughs> yeah so you, you get you get what i'm saying um um there are there are many different kinds of decisions to make in that kind of game um and those decisions can be formed differently by someone who's like hey i just want to have something like, like an enjoyable action experience and what are the criteria for an enjoyable action experience versus what are the criteria for like living out my kind of milsim roleplay fantasy? The only, okay, the problem arises. You can milsim in planet side, but the problem arises when you start to project your opinion on certain things that okay. like game mechanics and how things work that is where and this is the same thing in battlefield the same thing in battlefield mm -hmm. you get players that think battlefield should be something that it definitely isn't mm -hmm. and then they you know start having like super strong opinions of their own it's like okay like you can have your opinion but like honestly it is so far from what is even reality that you don't even understand how far out it is you know what i mean on uh and i think the problem arises when they start to do that do you can milsim in battlefield you can create a milsim server i will not join your server trust me mm -hmm. um do not tell me how gunplay works though don't tell me how mechanics should work don't because like it's not going to end well really uh, a few days ago, I saw you tweet this. You tweeted, listen, sometimes, and this goes for a lot of things in life, the only people qualified to speak on certain things are the people who are actually good and experienced at those certain things. Yeah, that's fact. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll say that. That's true. No, I tweeted that, and I'll say that's true, for sure. And it, that's just the brutal truth of it sometimes, not, not every time. I think when you look at specifically the intricacies of how games work who would you want to comment on that do you want a guy that plays two hours a week or do you want someone that plays a lot and is mechanically inclined and knows how it works and therefore can identify potential problems with how it works and how to fix it right mm -hmm. and in my mind that's a no-brainer i want the guy that knows what he's talking about I suppose in an ideal world, 
you'd want to listen to both people, but take their take their experience and take their merit into consideration when hearing what they have to say. Some things yes, some things no. I'm literally okay. I'm of the opinion that. Th so do you ever hear the opinion like no opinions can be wrong? That's wrong. <laughs> like I'm sorry. Like some some opinions are definitely wrong. I've seen some wrong opinions in my life okay. for sure. Okay. Um. It's down to, I, I honestly do feel like sometimes you need to, there are things that everyone can have opinions on. And there are some things that only a certain group of, of people maybe should have an opinion on mm -hmm. as far as the overarching, for instance, in battlefield five, I'm completely fine with people having every single person having an opinion on, do you like ammo crates dispersed around the map? Do you like medic self heal do you like recon spotting you when it, you're shot do you like suppression being a visual aspect but when it starts getting into the more technical like things like what do you think about recoil being random mm -hmm. what do you think about the point of aim being decoupled from screen center what do you think about there being legacy bugs in the game, like the ADS sway jump bug, which has been in every single Battlefield game since Battlefield 3. Those mm. things, you only ask people that know what they're talking about. Those really, like, mechanically like, educated things. If you're going to go to the you bottom of the ask, iceberg, you gotta, you gotta get a diver. That kind of idea. Yes, exactly. All right. And I it's kind of like a brutal way to look at it, but, like, honestly, <laughs> I am sorry. I'm, that's... Can you point... Just, to to any examples of 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 places where, in Battlefield's case, you've seen people um, put things out there that you feel they weren't, they didn't comment on well because they weren't sufficiently experienced to understand the problem. Yes, um, this happens a lot with when I post a screenshot of me going 125 and 13, uh -huh. and I'm like, "Holy shit, we lost this game!" And then someone comments. Maybe you should have captured some flags. And I'm like, do you understand like the amount of damage I'm dealing? And like, do you understand that the people that I just killed, they're like, I killed your entire team over two times. Like uh -huh. the amount of damage I'm doing as an individual at, at that moment. Yeah. I am killing your, your whole team is dead. There, yeah. You know, it's not my fault. It is my team's fault for not capitalizing on the space that I just made because the, I'll never forget it. I forgot who said this first, but dead bodies can't capture objectives mm. and they get all, you should have captured this. You should have captured that. Well, how do you capture flags? Do you walk up to them and ask the enemy or do you mm -hmm. kill them and then take it? Mm -hmm. That's where that, that, that's a, that's a good example of that. I feel like I feel that. Yeah. I, I, another baseball metaphor. Uh, so one of the things that pitchers were traditionally really uh, weighed against each other on is, is the win statistic. But the oh, thing okay. is, wh whether you win a game as a pitcher With is... Saber metrics? Uh, well, Saber metrics help respond to this problem. So mm. because you could throw, let's say, um, a, a 9-inning complete game, giving up one run, which is a fantastic pitching, pitching feat. But if your yeah, team scores no runs... If your team doesn't score any runs, which is totally outside of your control, you lose. So you don't get mm -hmm. the win. 
Um, so you have you have some pitchers who are putting in over putting in fantastic individual performances, like a you know a one twenty five and thirteen run, but they're losing. Yeah, let's say I throw a, a literally a no hitter, right? And we still lose somehow. Yeah, you know, like so when when you posted that that screenshot, uh, what you what you were saying is. It's all I need in that situation. I'm going to tell you what I need Uh in that situation. The only thing I would need in that game is I need two to three people that push up into space and take it. You need warm bodies. That's it. Yeah. Yes. I need living people that are (laughs) moving in the game. That's it. And we win that game. Period. I might even do even better because they don't get the enemies don't get to come back into the space that is lost. Right. And that's just, that's what I need. Yeah. And uh, people responding to that saying, you should play the objective. It seems like they're kind of trying to... uh, I should play the objective, but it's an FPS game, and they neglect the fact that the objective, the main objective over the flags is kills. Right. Are kills. Even in Battlefield. I feel like they're trying to cast you in in, in the character of like this like kind of stereotypical gamer dude who... Who thinks he's a badass but actually isn't that good and they're like i'm carrying the team i'm getting all the kills but they're not paying attention to what's actually happening and that's kind of the accusation but it's um i'm trying someone to like you i don't see that sticking but for someone who doesn't know who you are who doesn't see what you do it's it's uh it's a weird perception it, it, it kind of in People some ways have a perception of how the game is one you know, and they see, okay, there's A, B, and C flag. You win the game by capturing those flags. Right. But they miss the fact that you don't just capture those flags. Like, you, you can't just walk up to them, right? The underlying, even more important thing is the fact that you need to kill people mm-hmm. or you lose. Like, that's why you, this is a first-person shooter, right? And people somehow miss that. They, they, they really try to, I feel like, undermine the importance of actually killing people in Battlefield. Mm-hmm. They really try to undermine that sometimes. And they think it's like, oh, kills don't matter. It's like, okay. Yes, they do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they clearly do. Um, I guess what, what kind of interests me about this interaction you're describing is it, it's kind of... Um, and an instance of like a broader, it's much more black weird and white community people... thing that seems to happen a lot. Say that again. I was totally. No, no, no. It's fine. Um, and I, I want to hear what you, what, what your, uh, your thought was too. But I was just saying, this seems to be a, a theme, right? A theme of good players getting hate. I think it's uh, it's a, honestly I think the root of that is some of it might be the deliverance of of it from the good player right like I'm fully aware sometimes I'm just a total fucking asshole because I'm pissed right like yep. listen I, that's part of it but uh-huh. some of it I uh-huh. think even more so is it's misunderstanding okay it's a misunderstanding at its root okay. So how do you uh, how do you go about dealing with that problem when people misunderstand you? Well, I try to I try to keep it off Twitter now. I try to deliver things on Twitter a little more um, 
when I, if, let's say I post a screenshot like that, right? Mm -hmm. I explain, I try to explain things to people a lot. And I think people don't understand it's it, the dynamic that I was explaining with the, the kills versus like objective thing. It's really black and white. And the more, the, the better you are at the game, the more you see how black and white it really is between objectives and kills, right? Mm -hmm. I think the casual player base, which is the majority of people, obviously, and this this is this might even be on a um a per person basis because I've spoken to people that you know they don't play the game but they understand the importance of of you know kills to the game. Yep. Um, I think people get caught up on one thing and kind of you know go like this is the you know this is the only thing that matters you know doesn't matter you got 120 kills blah 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 you still you know should have captured some flags and i was like okay i can't capture the flag because every time i'm on the flag i die mm -hmm. because my team is not pushing i might be killing 30 people but i can't kill 30 people every single life every single time i have to do that mm -hmm. I, I need more than that from my team yeah and it's not just as simple as oh capture the flag okay it's like for instance in breakthrough there are some really difficult sectors in breakthrough on battlefield 5 very difficult mm -hmm. most difficult probably being almarsh first sector a lot of people in the chat might not understand this almarsh first sector breakthrough there are quite literally four choke points the size of like an alleyway that's the only way your team can really get through there and the only way you're going to get through there is if you frag hard the enemy team you kill the enemy team really hard. And you need to capitalize on that space when you create it. Because you, you kill people, those people no, no longer occupy that space, you move into that mm -hmm. space, and eventually it creates, you, you get map control. Mm -hmm. And once you have that map control, it's easier to move around the map, make rotations, and it's easier to hold it because you now have the ability to become both the attackers and the defenders of the point you just captured because of that map control. And mm -hmm. um, I think people think, weirdly enough, that all you really need to do is you just need to get on the flag. Don't worry about anything else. Just get on the flag. Yeah. Doesn't work because you die, right? And then you have to respawn and you're not on the flag. Then you get on it again. Then you die again. It's like, okay, right. What's going on here? You're dying, which means they're killing you, <laughs> which is preventing you from winning the game. But yeah. So Provin right. exact province, province as well. Spy province breakthrough is another great example of that. Province breakthrough is a wide open um, hill sector. Okay. Very little cover. You need people to, to, to really participate in playing the game to take it. Mm -hmm. And that requires smoke and kills. Even to get up to the point. And once you're at that point where you're just in front with the sandbags, that's where you can start getting into the point and you take map control away from them. Mm -hmm. And you'll see, I see it a lot, even in games where, you know, Province Breakthrough, you start with 500 tickets at the beginning. You have 500 deaths you can have. I've seen games, we'll lose 400 tickets on the first sector. 
<laughs> and we only have a hundred tickets left, but we still take it eventually. But just, that's just how hard it was to take. Yeah. And consistently every time when we take it, the whole team is pushing up there and killing the enemy. Every single person on my team almost is there. And mm-hmm. you know, you put pressure, you take map control away and you kill them. So they can't respawn. Sure. On their teammates. Yeah. Makes sense. If we back this up to like to a question of why would a person say you should have stood on the flag? Like the reason you lost is because you weren't capturing the flag. It's it it kind of jumps out at me that like the most visible thing that someone can be doing as a teammate is it, it's hard to tell as a teammate if 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 someone next to you is fragging out real hard. But it yeah. it can it can be very easy to see whether someone is standing on the point or not. Mm-hmm. And it's also very obvious when standing on the point results in moving the victory condition forward. Yes. So sometimes that is the case. If you can, you only really need five, six people, seven people doing the fragging. Mm-hmm. If you, if the rest of the people are just moving into that space, which is the flag, you're overwhelming it. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, Obviously, if everybody was fragging, I mean, a total landslide, right? Total landslide. If every single person was fragging. Realistically, what you need is you need four to seven people on your team doing the killing. And the rest of the people are kind of the people that solidify what you just did. Mm -hmm. And those people are the people that stand on the flag, like you said they do present a problem for the enemies that you just killed, right? Because you were just taken out of that space. And now the enemies that pushed the, the uh, people that pushed up into that space that was just lost, you don't have to get them out of there Mm -hmm. and they're going to shoot at you, right? Like not everyone might, but some people I've seen it before, countless times people just sit in the corner and they're just a number on the flag, right? Mm -hmm. That is an ideal, but after you're you've taken that point right with killing like that they do become a problem because now you have to hunt them down and find them and if the people that if you didn't kill the people that were really fragging you're not even going to be allowed to try to find those people on the flag because they're mm-hmm. you're you, you've lost the point at that point you know yeah absolutely so what you're describing to me is a situation where there are kind of um, invisible roles being played by you and by your teammates. Yeah. So yeah, sometimes there's an, there's, um, I would say almost all the time there's an, there's an unspoken like purpose somebody can, can do just by like existing. Yeah. By being in a certain position relative to the enemy and to the teammates and the maps. Perfect example of that is literally just being alive. Uh huh. Provides a certain pressure. Yeah. Right. Cause you're like, that's a bad guy. I don't want to die there, you mm-hmm. know? And what people don't realize is I'm speaking as if all 32 of my teammates are playing the game. Mm. No, <laughs> what really is, what really happens in battlefield games. If you had an overhead camera, I would be willing to bet that only between 10 to 10 to 20 stretching it 10 to 20 people are really playing the game meaning they're pushing up they're smoking they're they're killing people they're trying to take the point 
Hmm. The other 12 people on your team are quite literally doing nothing. Sniping in the back of the map, um, utilizing a vehicle wrong where they're in the back of the map doing nothing, uh, prone on some weird rock, like shooting actually nothing. So <laughs> it's not it's not as like your whole team is actually playing the game. Mm. So within those 10 to 20 people that are, you know, pushing up and all that, there are sort of roles that are not spoken. Like you have the people that are doing the fragging, the people that move up into the space and control the point. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much it right and the there. People who are, have their hands down their pants in the back of the bat. Yes. And the people that, that are the people that are actually doing nothing, mm-hmm. which oh, they, they always type easy at the end of the game as well. <laughs> those guys guaranteed easy. Am I right? Chat. That's what the other hand is for. <laughs> so here's a dumb question. Um, mm-hmm. How does a guy like you end up getting into matches with people who are playing like that? It's just the nature of Battlefield. It's unavoidable. Okay. And th- that's because when you're playing Battlefield, you're jumping into, in, into different servers. And yeah, anyone a, can it's join just a random him. server. It's just a random server. Anyone can join him. You can never control how people play. Mm-hmm. You can never control how people play. And that's part of the problem with attrition in Battlefield 5. They try to force team play. Guess what doesn't work? Forcing team play. Because you can't control how people play. Mm. You just can't. Like, you can try as hard as you want. You will never be able to coax Billy Bob 1945 if he wants to prone on a rock with a M1918 mounted machine gun. He is going to do that. And you just, there it is. Yeah. So it's almost like you have to plan for the game. Uh, if uh, assuming that the, the, the 2042, like we're, we're projecting a lot of these things into what the future of Battlefield could be, right? So it's almost like if we continue in a world where you're loading up into a server that anyone else can play into, public servers and stuff like that, you have to assume that there's some percentage of people who are doing who are not really pushing the victory condition forward for for one reason or another. Yes, and, and I feel as though. Battlefield really illustrates that, as well as Planetside. Planetside yeah. is the same dynamic. That's what I was going to say. Planetside is the same dynamic. It's because of the way Battlefield is. It is a large-scale, chaotic, confusing game. And not everybody can either have the confidence or the awareness to mm-hmm. be able to say, that is clear, I'm going to move up. A lot of the time you'll see players that really aren't contributing anything they quite literally maybe just don't notice that they're not doing anything they they don't quite understand that okay the area that where people were just now there are no longer anyone there and i've seen this before you know you'll see a Uh sniper just really into it right like he's 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 fucking he's lean peeking over there i'm like dude there's actually nothing over there but he doesn't know that because (laughs) of the nature of the game yeah it's very it's quite confusing You, you have to be able to identify dynamically what is going on and not everyone can really do that yeah brother i hear that this is something that happens in, you see everywhere in planet side it's uh the problem of wh- where to be relative to the action. yes where to be planet, and i when i play planet side the shock uh not really shocking but the thing that i really have to understand is like okay where is the next fight when do i need to be there when mm-hmm. should i leave the current fight there it is like that's the it's eternal about alchemy fight hopping. of planet side right there absolutely brother 
And how do you prevent fights from going away that are already good? Um, yes. <laughs> well, I mean, that's... The community hates on each other pretty hard for that. I mean, if someone players... gal drops fucking, you know, I've seen it. I've the... seen the recursion stacks. I've seen the, uh, I've seen the, uh, the space pigs, you know. Yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> the space I've pigs. I've seen that. <laughs> Lord Tiger and the space pigs. Yeah, and w one of the big flashpoints in Planetside ends up being... Um, because in order to kind of attack a base, what we have to do is, is you have to create a spawn point for the attackers near the base. Otherwise, there's no fucking fighting because everyone dies. Yes. And then and, air to ground camps you and you're, yeah, that's fun. Yeah. And these spawn points come from vehicles and these vehicles can be destroyed. And so there's this kind of weird etiquette on the part of defenders mm -hmm. about when to destroy an enemy spawn point versus when to let yes. it be because it's an enjoyable fight. And so you have these people who are playing the games because they want to have a fun action experience. And they're like, hands off the Sunderer. The holy Sunderer. Yeah, the Sunderer. The thing that is allowing this fight that I am joining to happen. Versus the other folks who are like, we got to take this territory. We got to push them back. And I'm putting on a dumb voice, like, which is probably probably not cool of me to I do. I mean, that's but pretty accurate. I, I tend to side with the I want a fun action experience kind of folks. Yeah, I mean, one. some of the... I heard they got rid of... Am I hearing this I heard they got rid of uh, Biolabs? Oh, they changed them, man. Biolabs were like a shrine of infantry combat, and now they're... Yeah, I don't play the game if you're compromised from the game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's that's like now. where people... That's the operation lockers of Planetside. <laughs> yeah, man. But, you know, both these games, both these experiences, it sounds like, you know, I know a lot about Planetside. I'm learning about Battlefield here have this interesting situation where you have players of all different kinds of motivations and skill levels all playing side by side. Yes. Which in the, as the, the, the genre of, sh of multiplayer shooters kind of matures, we seem to be generally moving away from There's this kind of in, in the focus on most games to have skill-based matchmaking and ranking systems where you're only playing people who are at your level. Skill-based matchmaking in casual modes is a, disservice to gaming why well first of all if you're someone like me who gets put in the upper skill based matchmaking brackets what people think it does is oh he's playing against sweaties no i'm not what's actually happening is you're putting me on a team of very bad players and i'm the only good player playing against a bunch of either mediocre players or equally bad players mm -hmm. But the enemy team is not as bad as the team that you put me on. That's my experience with at least Modern Warfare skill-based matchmaking. Okay. But Warzone is a different story. Warzone, Warzone, you definitely get put in um, higher average skill level lobbies. But the interesting thing is a lot of these players that play like you know, you, you hear the term diamond lobby in, in Warzone a lot. That's like, you know, okay. very high skill level lobby. Sure. A lot of the players that are in those diamond lobbies are players that aren't actually good, like mechanically. They mm -hmm. abuse meta. They abuse every little thing they can just to scrape by. And that's yeah. why they're in there because they're just good enough to be irritating. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> They do all the right things, but they're not they particularly do, good. They use everything their little hands can get on. Stun grenades, uh, uh, 
insane controller aim assist, uh, sniper rifles, thermite, fucking... I, someone set up a sentry gun in Warzone. I played with Fizz a couple days ago, if you know him. You should really get him on. He won't do face cam, but that's your next guess. You should get on. Um, okay. Someone set up a sentry gun in a, in a house. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, these people aren't good because when we got to them, we killed them. But they're, they're just irritating enough to kill other people with sheer, like, sheer gadget and game knowledge abuse of the meta. Mm. That's, what, that's what really high-level skill-based matchmaking lobbies is. But then every once in a while, you'll see someone that is genuinely a good player. Like, and you have trouble fighting. There's like an extended 1v1, right? You know, you can see he's very good at movement. You know, he, it's confusing. He's utilizing things very well. There's a difference between those players and everyone else in the lobby, right? How do you know the difference? And, oh, it's immediately noticeable with the movement. Oh, you can, you can, tell, them, you can tell a good player movement. apart immediately with movement. Mm -hmm. If you see someone that is flies in at you they know exactly where you are they have very good intuition they fly in hit a jumping double bunny hop into a slide canceling like head glitch crouch spam you're like yeah he yeah oh. that guy knows what he's doing right um oh, good just hearing you say that man that's what it, that's what they do in warzone like <laughs> yeah you can tell immediately a good player apart with their movement um that is evident in, in battlefield 4 and in a lot of these games as well can we talk about movement for a sec yeah oh, we can I love that these military shooters, which which I, I basically fled and abandoned from the early 2000s because I, I found them to be boring and brown, uninteresting. Okay. But I love seeing these games now have all these crazy-ass movement things. That's rare. That's a rare opinion to have. Why, why is that? Because it's a combination of things. Okay. I, sometimes people... I think some, some of it is rooted in people not being good at the game and they simply don't want to deal with it. And uh -huh. another part of it is like, people just hate fun now. I feel like it's weird. <laughs> like I, I play video games so I can double bunny hop, crouch, jump, Hell yes. slide, cancel. Hell yes. And people hate that shit. It's uh -huh. bizarre to me. Like, yeah. I play video games because I can wall bounce and then grapple hook onto a skyscraper, and then I can shoot a, a helicopter out of the sky with a rocket launcher. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And people hate that shit. They, there's some sort of bizarre... In the last five years, it's been really apparent. For whatever reason, the, some of the vast majority of the player bases simply just don't want to deal with that shit. And I, I, I don't know. You need to bring one of those people on. I don't know Anyone in the what chat their have problem a is. I don't know. Yeah. Because um. in, for instance, Battlefield 4 has, in, has a robust movement system, for sure. Uh -huh. okay. uh, Nickel is in the chat right now. That's another person you should probably get on. Um, Battlefield 4's movement system is very robust. There's you can crouch spam, you can air strafe, you can. Uh, there's a whole there's a whole slew of things you can do in Battlefield 4, and 
you like I said, you can tell a good player apart just by their movement. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've seen it in other games. I get what you're saying. And I mean, maybe part of it is people don't want it in the game because they can't do it. Yeah, that's that's really what it is. Perhaps, perhaps it's one of the most gamey things about about the multiplayer experience because the kinds of crazy ass movement things you can do in these kinds of games are not they don't imitate something that people do in real life. Yeah, and maybe that's like the kind of critique, like the you know the mill simmers that kind of idea. It's an invalid critique in my opinion. It's just not like, oh, that's, you can't do that in real life. It's like, okay, I can't respawn in real life. You want to <laughs> yeah. you want to go, do you want to use the real life argument? Right. Like we can extend this to a multitude of things that don't make any fucking sense. Like, why is it okay for me to respawn? Like, I don't know. It's just people use the real right. life argument way too much. Here's, it's so dumb to me. Here's a crazy argument. I just thought of it. I'm going to try to be an apologist for the folks who don't like the movement, <laughs> just okay. so we can, you know, test test your point of view. Because I, I basically agree with you. Like I'm on the same side. I love that movement shit. And but I just want to clarify something. Yeah, I don't want like Battlefield doesn't have to have wall running like teleportation. I uh-huh. just want to be able. Can you give me like decent decent strafe speed? Decent. I'm not talking anything crazy. I'm not talking quake. Give me some decent strafe speed. Give me the ability to crouching gunfights. Keep maybe keep a slide in there, a little good slide and a jump peak. You you do those things. That is all. That's really it. That's all. That's all you want. And that's that's fairly okay. basic FPS movement. Mm-hmm. So you don't not crazy movement. You don't want people you know bunny hopping and like trimping off of ramps, and you don't want people people doing that kind of stuff. But you want some I'll take, basic. I'll movement take bunny first. hopping if you can do like like for instance modern modern warfare if you hit the correct timing is it's mm-hmm. quite difficult to do if you hit the correct timing on a jump you can bunny hop twice I believe with while keeping momentum past that sure. you can't do it anymore that I'd be okay sense. with that because the timing is difficult to hit mm-hmm. and then there's a skill component it's controllable there's a skill gap in that yes because if you can uh, learn it not everyone can do it right right so. Here's here's the crazy argument I'm going to make on behalf of people who don't like movement. I'm just going to see if this makes sense, and maybe it doesn't. Okay. Um, so you were arguing earlier about the sanctity of basic shooting mechanics, like center screen yeah. lock, which I I generally resonate with, and uh, the fact that spread to recoil is a perversion of the way the shooting mechanics should work. Again, I basically sympathize, um, and that seems to me to be an appeal to the idea that shooting is a verb that people understand um it's mm-hmm. been ta- it's been tested and mm-hmm. it's been um developed over the last you know few decades and it has transferability into and out of the game and so whether the shooting mechanics are measure measure up to an expectation of shooting is important it's important to have that that be similar to other kinds of shooting instances and in that sense i'm looking at this kind of uh, difficulty with movement stuff and casting myself into the mindset of someone who wouldn't like it and saying, well, I want the games that I play to have things occur that are similar to other games or similar to other kinds of interactions I have. And this kind of weird, tweaky movement stuff doesn't look like anything that I would see if I was expecting a war-like experience. And this is probably more on people who want the feel, the role play of the experience, and less on the gamer side of things. But maybe, maybe 
at the end of the day, both sides are calling for a sort of consistency baseline, but with different values. And on the sweaty side, it's about consistency with games and game interactions. And on the, let's say, casual side, it's more about consistency with, I don't know, war interactions? I don't know. This doesn't sound like a great argument to me. What do you think? Um... <clears throat> I think it's I think it's pretty simple. I, I think people that are complaining about movement generally just can't hit it, and they they can't do it themselves. Okay. And I also think that they're exaggerating a lot, a lot. Exaggerating. Because I go on Reddit. Hmm. I I'll tell you. I, I go on Reddit and I slide once in a clip. Right. Then twice in a clip. And then the, the comments come in. Oh my fuck. I hate when people slide spam. You know, I, I hate fighting against all these sweats that slide spam. It's like. What? Like, okay. And then and this is the same for Call of Duty. Like when I watch a really skilled player post a clip on the Call of Duty subreddit. It's like I see all these people come out of the woodwork and say. Oh, I hate when all these sweaty people, you know, jump around a corner 900 times with a, you know, oh, hit a bunny hop into a slide cancel and like the movement speed is too fast. And it's just like, okay, mm -hmm. from a good player's perspective, mm -hmm. I barely see anyone do that. So mm -hmm. I would be amazed to play in your lobbies because <laughs> I probably play the game more than the people that are commenting on those subreddits and I don't see what they're talking about. Introduce me to you know this what I mean? god. Yes, please. Like I would love. <laughs> I think they're exaggerating, mm. and I also think they they misunderstand some things because a lot of the times, so sometimes you'll see people say, you know, like, oh, it's an exploit. Oh, it's an exploit. You're oh, blah blah blah. It's like no, it's not. You just don't understand how it works. Like I see people say, um, uh, what's a great um. I'm totally blanking here for no reason. Exploits. Um, Any help from chat? It's like an, it's, uh, for instance, mm. go on to Modern Warfare and they're saying slide canceling is an exploit. Mm. It's like, no, I'm canceling the slide. Like I, I started the movement and I am stopping it. That's, yeah. that's not an exploit. That's mm. a mechanic. You know, that, that is, the, that is the player's ability to do that. But in their mind, they're coming from, if you start the slide, you shouldn't be able to, to stop it until it stops on its own fruition. Why would they think that? Do I don't think? know. Hmm. Be, that's just a, that's a different mindset. That like when, that person believes that that slide, you should not be able to cancel it. Like if you if you start the slide, you should go through the full thing, and then you should be able to do what you want afterwards. Sure. And I don't like that. <laughs> right. It's it's almost like, well. The thing that occurs to me, based on what you're describing, is that there are certain kinds of, you know, everyone comes to these games differently. Everyone's understanding of the way they work is different. And um, we all understand that these games are mutable, that they can change. There are patches. They're all live services at this point, right? And 
So we all feel like our opinions matter because we're all consumers of these live services that change over time. And um, the idea that we can look at a game and say, I don't think this part of the game is legit. It's it's almost like like approaching a game. Like I I I, I try to compare it in my mind to games like chess, which haven't changed materially over time. Yeah. And people complaining, oh, you know, I hate the uh, you know, the what's what's the rule where pawns can jump diagonally? It's like on passant or something. I think is what it is. I don't know. I've I've actually never played chess, sure. which is like how, but whatever. That's... If you played it, if you played it, I think you would probably knowing your competitive streak. I think. Uh, for you, it would be all or nothing. But, uh, like, I, I look at people don't have that take about chess, I don't think. Like, there's not like this kind of argumentation about like what the game should be and what is like a valid tactic. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just. People accept chess. They accept, okay, this is how chess works. Deal with it. Yeah. And they don't do that in and games. So when, and so when someone takes the mechanics of the game and pushes them to their absolute limit, People don't see exploitation; they see brilliance. Yeah, and like with that, um, Magnus Carlson, right? Yeah, great example. Yeah, um, and it's really that guy's sad. like a fucking god or something, isn't he? Like he's yeah. just unbelievable, like prodigy level. Yeah, yeah, he's a he, he he's a total fluke, he's a total outlier, and to do what he's done at his age, his age is remarkable. But the Magnus Carlsons of Battlefield don't get the same respect. I mean, I, that's just what it is. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. I think we're seen as, uh, I think, good players. And you'll see this particularly. Well, actually, uh, maybe I can find that post. Did anyone see the post on Battlefield 4 subreddit where it was like, play Battlefield 4, go 0-20 to an attack helicopter pilot, quit the game? Like, they, they quite literally see, I think, maybe not a majority of the community, but definitely potentially a vocal minority of the community sees players like myself as a literal irritation and a problem that should just be erased. Like, right. Oh, I shouldn't have to, I shouldn't have to deal with enders. Right. What? Like, uh, well, I should have to deal with you sitting in a, a corner with a shotgun either. Like, but yeah. Uh, <clears throat> by the way, the same thing I see this thing is hitting the planet side scene all the time is this is actually a very common narrative, which I, I, I think is exaggerated. That you know, one of the biggest problems with the new player experience for someone engaging with Planet Side for the first time are the good salty veteran players who just, you know, know all the mechanics, push them to the limits, and just dumpster people. Yeah, and and that's, I think people nowadays are there's an there's an there's a distinct lack of willingness. People aren't willing to put in the effort to actually figure things out anymore i feel like people really just want like to play the game and just to not yeah i don't know what they expect even like they they want to play the game and be protected in their own little space over there and they don't want to put in the time or effort or like game knowledge into figuring out like how wook or zyros got to go so, so good at planet side or how mm -hmm. nickel or, or or silk you know, got so good at what they do in, in, in Battlefield. You know, it's like, I don't know. No one yeah. wants to put in the time or effort. It's not like time or effort is lacking. Like, there's no... Nothing's changed there. You know what I mean? Like, 
the funniest part to me is some of these people that bitch to me on Battlefield. They're like, oh, you must play like 5,000 hours, blah, blah, blah. You know, oh my God, you're level 470. It's just like, yeah. But the funniest part is when you look at some of their accounts that are saying that, they have 5,000 hours. Mm -hmm. And I have half of their hours. It's like, yeah. Not all player hours are not created equal. That's for sure. You know, this is actually, uh, I love hearing um, uh, what I think of as a young guy. Cause like, look, I was in high school around in, in, in 2000. I'm a fucking old dude. Right. And for me playing shooters, like when, when I started doing this with like original half-life and quake, uh, you know, on dial up internet, that world of people who dealt with enough, of the technological bullshit to get to the point where you were connecting and playing and shooting people online, there were so many hurdles you had to jump 20 years ago compared mm -hmm. to today in this experience that the audience was really small. And really, if you made it down the funnel, all the way to the I funnel- think the mindset was a lot different too. Cause my, I mean, my dad, like when he played Quake or Unreal Tournament, he was not, he was not good. He okay. was definitely not good, but, he had fun in the game. He really did have fun because part of the fun for him was moving around very fast and the cool weapons and mm -hmm. the maps, right? And just playing the game. That isn't the case nowadays, I feel like, with a lot of things, with a lot of people that play games. Like, some of, some of it is. There's, there's some people that definitely, you know, carry that mindset on, um... And there's definitely people that, you know, exist nowadays that just don't say anything with that same mindset. But mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just like. I felt the same frustration. I think man. forums, I think forums really enabled people to really just because forums didn't exist back then. You know what I mean? Like they were a lot smaller, a lot harder. They were a lot find. smaller. And a lot less bitchy, but now they're massive. I don't know. And. I think they're pretty bitchy back then too. They were just a lot smaller. Really? That was my experience. I don't know. Like I, 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 I spent many years. Like now, it's tenfold. Though, I think for for. Well, I saw I saw Reddit post the other day in Modern Warfare. The Modern Warfare Reddit Reddit post. It was like face. It was like face fact. Uh, hold on. Let me see if I can find it. It was like. Face the fact people exaggerate, quote unquote, camping to save their own ego. And I was like, uh, what, what like a gigantic generalization? Like what? <laughs> I mean, why do people post on Reddit ever? I all? don't know. Like, this is the thing. So when I started doing my, my, my podcast and all this shit, I, I stopped posting on Reddit because yeah. I quickly realized that I mean, I, I knew back then that it wasn't a good place to go to actually talk to people who wanted to discuss things. It was for it's for something <laughs> else in some ways. It's for something different. It might be okay for whatever that thing is, but it's not for discussing things. Um, so I, I I hear a post like that, and I ask myself, well, like, what was this person's last round of gaming like before they posted this? It's probably got more to do with who the person is and what they just experienced than with the quality of that opinion or. Um, no, when I was first trying to, t uh, when I was first calling back to, you know, a couple decades ago when ancient people like me were, and me and your dad were playing these games, um, I, um, it was just a much smaller scene and there was a much, you can, 
the it was almost like more demographically homogenous in terms of what people were how people would want to engage with, with with those experiences of playing multiplayer shooters but over time as technology and culture has progressed the scene of people who can engage with these games has blown the fuck up blown up yes it is dramatically maker the, the, i feel like the biggest media TK, industry in the world tigo in your chat had yeah. a good point the personalities in the forums are vastly different now as well i feel like i feel like either either they're different now or there's more of troublesome personalities you know what i mean there's um, more there's more assholes cuz there's just more people well i'm basing my impression of that on my anecdotal experience and in my mm -hmm. anecdotal experience there was a higher percent higher overall percentage of assholes dwelling on those forums and it, it was amplified by the back fact then? yeah back then and it, this was amplified by the fact that everyone expected permanent anonymity from anything that 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 that, that they said because generally mm -hmm. speaking social social accounts weren't linked anywhere and you could just change a name and then you were a new person saying whatever the hell you wanted yeah it's, yeah, it's it's different. The stakes the stakes on on things that you say are are a lot higher today than they were back then, and that raises the bar on on a lot of the baseline behavior. It does depend on where you go, right? So a lot of my experience is is coming from a small gaming community of like you know a few thousand people playing a game a game super hard for a few years, um, and organizing community tournaments and stuff like that, and the the shit talking that went on there. Um, but with this much bigger pool of people who are willing to engage in these games nowadays, it's like the kind of person who maybe wants to just play a game for feeling like they're in a war wouldn't go through the bullshit of figuring out how to deal with dial-up internet, how to install a game on a computer, <laughs> how to go to the store, get a CD-ROM, how to, you know, and, oh, this, isn't, this thing isn't working. How do I troubleshoot this? There's no Google.com. How do you troubleshoot anything? You know, you call up your uncle who works at a PC repair shop and, you know, you deal with a lot of horse shit. And um, so that kind of a person wouldn't be showing up in those scenes. But now, um, with technology and access being pushed to the point it is, it's opened the door to a lot of different kinds of, of people who want to play, have these experiences. And it's putting a ton of pressure on people with this kind, with this kind of, in my opinion, more old school approach which is like, I'm a fucking gamer. I'm going to deal with the bullshit because the, bull the bullshit is part of the game, right? It's part of the game, yeah. you see. And if you want to master the game, you have to master the bullshit. That's just part of the experience. You accept the game on the... You accept the terms of the experience as they're, as they're given to you and say, and I think I'm going to translates into. I think that translates into just the simple... You know, just like how my dad was like my dad, if he, he wanted to play a game, he jumped on the game and that's what he did. You know, he just he just played the game. And whatever happened, happened. Sure. And that's sure. it. Well, thanks, Dad, for introducing uh, young Enders to computers. <laughs> I remember I when I was just starting out streaming and I maybe I had like I had 12 viewers, I think. Mm -hmm. And he was like do you want to go out to a, a restaurant? And I was like, I have 12 viewers. <laughs> and he what was, was like, that moment like, he was like, okay, we're going to the restaurant. I was like, okay. So I went to the restaurant, but 
it was funny because I saw, I've, I've always seen this as well. I knew that if I, if I dedicated myself to streaming, I think I, I saw the niche in the community where I fit in. There mm -hmm. was nobody that was potentially as good as I was with the personality that I have that was as mechanically interested and talked about it at the same time. Right. And I knew that if I streamed long enough, I think I would eventually, um, you know, I would eventually get some, some form of recognition. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it seems to be working. Well, let's pivot well, hopefully that, it works it. The future for Enders. What's coming up for you, mm. man? Uh, over the horizon right now is definitely just the 2042 beta. 2042 right. beta. I mean, I'm... Uh, basically, the past, I would say, eight or nine months has been me just starting my starting to get my YouTube channel rolling, learning yeah. all the ins and outs in that. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a, I have it pretty down pat now. Um, I know what I want to do come 2042. Uh, biggest, biggest day, though, um, in a long time, is going to be the first day of that Battlefield 2042 beta. Because mm -hmm. it's going to literally be like first day at a new job type thing. Yeah. Yeah. What am I going to be playing for the foreseeable future Ooh. in Battlefield 2042? What is it going to play like? Like, what is it? That's going to be a huge, huge stream for a lot of people. A lot of people. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be fucking crazy. Seriously. Like, I don't know what that, I don't know what's going to happen on the first day of the 2042 beta. I might be live for a very long time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, and then the the obvious second biggest day would be release day because that's when the new game finally comes out, and it's been a it's been a long it's been a long time, it really yeah, has it's been like three years, something like that. It's been a long fucking time, and I cannot wait to get off of Battlefield Five. I feel like I, I the only thing I really hope for twenty forty two can it be like twenty percent less irritating. <laughs> That'd be great because uh -huh. Battlefield Five, because of the way it works, it just hits me right here. Dude. Like I disagree. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't like that at all. You know, mm -hmm. and I think if you speak to more people, um, like-minded like me, like Baranox or um, a plethora of the sweaty the sweaty streamers, I think they'll yeah. share the same sentiment. Like it, it people I've never seen mad before play Battlefield 5 and get mad mm -hmm. because it, it hits that like there's something about that game that just rips it out of you. It's like, oh my God, I'm, ha I'm this is so not fun. <laughs> like, holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. You, another tweet that you fired out recently. Uh, it's so hard to give a shit anymore. Something with substance better release sooner than later. That feeling yeah, of and that's just, having something substantial to engage with. Yeah. Battlefield 5. I've been it's so hard to like jump on stream and, and just give it my all on battlefield five anymore. Mm. That's what I really meant by that. It's like, I've been at this for so long. Like it's so hard for me to fucking care about this game anymore. Yeah. And, uh, I just want, you know, so hard, uh, something with substance, just like something to, 2042, I think will have more substance than BF five did. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm just something to learn you know something to just play and like learn is really what i meant by that and just mm -hmm. just fucking release the game <laughs> like 
we're we're all in that. Listen, everyone in chat is agreeing with that. Release yeah. the game. You know, I've seen a lot of people in the planet side scene express a very similar sentiment. Like, yeah, it just a like, lot of the planet side players are going to come over to twenty forty two for sure. Yeah. They already have. They already I, have started. Yeah, man, it it totally makes sense. Like there, there's so much similarity there, but that 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 sentiment of like feeling like your efforts are not being your efforts feel almost a little bit wasted for engage for just continuing to play the thing you've already mastered. You've already identified the places where it's just not given back to you. Where it's and the be. shitty, the shitty part is people, people say like, Oh, you know, just switch games. It's like, you can't like people don't get it. It's, and it irritates me. Sometimes is that more too. of a streamer thing or is it something else? If you want to maintain success in your in your community and content creation, uh-huh. you have to hold on to what you already have until you get to a point to where you're big enough that you can play other games and it doesn't matter as much. Yeah, and because the, the shitty the shitty part is, mm-hmm. yeah, the shitty part is viewer count. And your community size, like if you're really serious about being successful, it does matter. I mm-hmm. wish it didn't because I'd play Minecraft almost every day. I like seriously, but the shitty part is you kind of have to have that like ruthless. If you really want to be successful, you kind of have to have that ruthless, like businessman outlook on it. Like I've invested X amount of time into this. I've gotten to this point. I need to invest X amount more time into this. Mm-hmm. in order for me to like branch out into other things and not totally destroy the progress that I've made, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it, people say, it's just play. Yeah. Dude, just play like a single player game. It's like, what? Like, yeah. <laughs> why, why are you here in my stream? Well, you play battlefield. It's like, okay, guess who's not showing up to the Skyrim stream, right? You, the, the same person <laughs> that told me to switch a game. I've seen it time and time again. Right. Yeah, there's and the, that's just how it is. The, eternal- the reality is, mm-hmm. a lot of people think that viewers watch for the streamers, and like they they think that it's like eighty twenty, like oh the viewers love the streamer, that's why they watch. No, 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 no. No. Mm-hmm. Perfect example is Ninja. Ninja was pulling one hundred thirty thousand like average viewers on Fortnite. Mm-hmm. Then he switched to Final Fantasy. He had like ten thousand. Mm-hmm. Like okay, if that doesn't show that if that contrast doesn't tell people. Like what it's about, then there, it's reverse, right? Eighty to eighty-five percent of people, it's dependent on the community and the streamer, right? But I would say between eighty to like eighty-five percent of people are there for the game. They really are. Then you have that fifteen percent of people that are like the core, right? Mm-hmm. It's about growing that core. Yeah, because you need. It's weird because you need like, you need like five thousand viewers. To have that 500 that'll watch you play anything. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, I do. And that's the shitty reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of feel that. Like in my own in my own work, um, I range around quite a bit. And mm-hmm. I've observed that too. There are certain guests I talk to where there's a huge spike because, you know, I kind of have the, the energy from their community or from a certain game, which I know where I'm a little established in some way. Um, but then there's the core of people who are just here because they like hearing from me and like hearing the conversations that I have. And that core 
those are the people you kind of you want to you want to convert people into core members and you want to serve the core because they're the ones who they're the ones who make it all work um so yeah understandably for someone who's whose thing is streaming gameplay shifting to another game is a risk um the payoff to that risk would when be you're small okay so is there a threshold you're growing do you have there's in mind? The, I, I would say there's definitely a threshold are you so are you would, eyeballing a threshold for yourself not no not particularly i'll okay. i'll see what happens i'm not done with battlefield yet like i'm yeah. still on like the 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 total grind you know what i mean like okay. and i genuinely do want to you know stream battlefield you know play competitively in battlefield like grow my community in battlefield yeah but i love borderlands too and honestly like i think i'd be a great borderland whatever next borderlands game is i'm probably gonna maybe start throwing I some see that some other stuff yeah in there like i'll still play battlefield but maybe i'll do seven days a week videos instead of four days a week and it won't be that difficult because borderlands content um for me, it'll be quite easy to make because I, I know what I'm, you know, I know what I'm doing and I know what to do. Pretty you got much. it all thought out well ahead of time. Yeah, no, I, yeah. <laughs> that seems to be the theme. Cool, man. Well, we're coming up on a couple hours, Anders. I want to respect your time. Do you want to give folks a, you know, shout yourself out and tell everyone who's listening to this now and later where to find you? I think almost everyone here already knows where to find me. Honestly, I, I ping my discord, but uh, if anyone here is new and listening to this, I somehow got twitch.tv slash enders. So that's where I stream every single day at the same time. I've done so for over three years now. Um, nice. Consistency is a huge thing in streaming too. Um, so twitch.tv slash enders, E-N-D-E-R-S. Come Battlefield 2042. I'll push my stream times back three hours, so I'll be I'll be going live earlier um, to just make it, it easier to watch for European viewers and anyone else. So probably three PM EST, twenty forty two. Uh, I have a Discord, YouTube channel, Ender's FPS. You can probably just Google Ender's BF5. I'll come right up. Word. Just hit. I think we're almost at like I hit ten point seven k subs on YouTube today, so that was pretty awesome. Crossing ten k, nice. Um, yeah. I started YouTube way too late, way too late. Like, oh my God, way too late, but whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, that's pretty much it. You know, yeah. and, and the <laughs> if you big watch moment, battlefield, you'll, you'll definitely see me in the next, uh, in the next game. And yeah, the, the big event on the horizon is battlefield 2042 close the, uh, the beta coming up where you'll be yeah. meeting your new employer. And uh, <laughs> and then of course the the big release coming up in about a month and a half, so we'll be looking out for oh, that. Oh yeah. Um, as for me, um, if you're watching this, uh, I'm Deeg. I I like talking to people and talking about gamers and the things that they face in life and all the kinds of interactions there are. Um, I'm really yeah, interested. I think, I think you're good at it. You know. Thank you. Brother. I think uh, if you want to reach out to anyone larger, you know, I'll, I'll vouch if you if. I know them mutually, you know, I'll, I think this is a, a fun time. And the main thing do, that's important to me, it. like the main thing that's important to me when I sit down to do this, I, I have a whole bunch of things I'm, I'm curious about, of course, but the main thing I care about is that the person I'm talking with in the chat has fun. So 
Yeah. If, if, it, if you're enjoying the, the yourself, chat. chat, you having a good time too? That's I'd say so, yeah. Though. They've been pretty active. And, um, you know, I'm just a curious dude. I'm not satisfied with the kind of the way that gamers talk to each other and the way we deal with problems in our industry. I think we can raise the bar on it. And I'm trying to do that socially. So here we are. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm deep thoughts everywhere. A stupid pun on deep thoughts. I apologize for that, but it's what I could get. And there it is. I mean, it's not bad. <laughs> and next week, I'm actually going to be interviewing a composer for a real pace change. Composer for video games like Guild Wars 2. Oh, really? Um, he did the music for Crucible, I think. He worked on rock bands. Uh, it's going to be an interesting. That's pretty badass. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's 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 going to be a, a a different and fun kind of challenge for me, um, but it's going to be good shit. And anyway, uh, Ender's thanks, brother. This is a lot of fun. I appreciate talking about shooters and sweat and streaming, everything that goes into it. No problem. So thanks, chat, for hanging out, and thanks everyone watching this after the fact. Love y'all, and I will catch you on the next one.